welcome to episode eight. We're starting off with ASMR. Enjoy. Oh God, I, I'm off to a great start. I already left my cup. Oh, we were just talking about ASMR and we were debating which is better, soft-spoken ASMR. Oh, oh my God, listen. It's probably not. It's not at all. It's not. I can see you. This guy. Get a little kitty to come here. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> anyway, we were debating whether soft-spoken ASMR or like a full whisper, or that which is like unintelligible mouth sounds. This has been your minute of ASMR. I'm sure that's exactly how you wanted to start the podcast today. So, and also, I'm sorry that I moved the microphone in the beginning and definitely made it really loud. It's like, sorry. We can add you it. know what? Take what you're given and don't complain. Should we get into it? Let's get into okay. it. Okay. Before we do that, I have to preface. Last episode, the audio really was is not great. Um, I tried to edit it myself. It, don't listen to it we're gonna get it re-edited and reposted it's a really good episode we talk about chat gpt and how uh its impact is affecting us and not affecting us so that's coming soon okay i don't i can't now we can get this. into it yeah go ahead okay all right um we're holding these now right i also don't want you to shit talk yourself um for your ed audio editing to be clear it was our first episode where we were not all in the same room so i think we forgot yeah. that you'd be able to hear me yeah on your end no i didn't think about that. so it was me that was causing trouble by not being here so i take the blame well, i didn't want to be the bitch and put it all on you put it on me that's what i'm for <laughs> a boss is for being to being told to take the heat you know what i mean it's not, nobody's fault i just think an, an actual video editor could um salvage the, the someone could fix it <laughs> not us. someone could fix it i said but we could redo great. the conversation and you said no <laughs> so either you're gonna get the fixed version it's too or you're not getting it we're not gonna be able to re-say the same things yeah, unless we <laughs> write it all down and ask ChatGPT to turn we it could into post a script. It as a blog. <laughs> Wait, that's really smart. <gasps> we could post it as a blog. No, your oh. idea. <laughs> ask ChatGPT to rewrite it. Rewrite it based on the transcript of the last one. Be like, and, and don't include anything that you can hear twice because that's an error. <laughs> ah, wow. We should. Hey, we does. should try it, and then we should repost it, and we should add an addendum about our experience fixing it with ChatGPT. Maybe it's very smart. Okay, I want to say my idea later, but you just gave me an idea. Oh, I like giving you ideas. All right. Okay. Well, today we're riffing it, and we're going to talk about the future <laughs> of social media and closed communities, etc. So, ETC, let's go. What are your thoughts about oh. the future of social media? Where are we going? Where do you see us in a year? Oh Both of you. Let me finish my rebel. Well, Paige was saying earlier that. We, we've been talking about this for a while that we foresee social connection going into the more closed form private community side of things and then we got on the topic of how can you measure that because that would be very hard to measure and then i stopped us at that conversation because i wanted to bring it onto the pod so we can pick up where we left off there just like what are the ways that we could measure closed groups and so first of all what do we mean when we say that we mean like what used to be like private Facebook groups now turning into like Discord communities. Other uh, what would other what would other platforms be that you could hear today? Um, yeah, I mean Discord's a great example. Um, I would even say like communities in the format of other subscription based spaces, mm -hmm. 
like a Patreon kind of situation or um, other like, I think people too are like, um, you know what? No, I'm actually going to expand this out and say like a Twitch streamers community. Oh, yeah, good yeah. Point. Even though that's not like, so. I mean, you can be like in a discord with them, but also like, I think the essence of like sitting on a live together, like that, that mm -hmm. community. Um, speaking of which, I guess you could expand that into like live in general, like the people who are attending your live, if you're on TikTok and you go live or whatever, like the That's fluctuating number. So I, here's okay. Actually, I, let's back it up one percent to say when I say when we say closed groups are like the future of social media. What I think we're really saying is that like two way, true two way communication is the future of social media. Yeah. Because point blank, regular organic social today is still super one way. Y yes, there's a comment section. Okay, and yes, you can like on a TikTok or something, you can engage with content by like duetting or stitching it like so that becomes like a multi-way conversation when you do yeah. that but like as it exists until your audience engages it's it's still one way you know what i mean yeah. like you you post a piece of information you put it out for consumption and you hope that people see it and do whatever the underlying action is that you're asking them to do learn something take some action you know whatever yeah. that is or even arguably more so it's any time that you bring somebody off of the major five platforms into another space that's uh, very exclusive, and then to your point, this two-way communication, or you're just getting more access to the person or the mm -hmm. brand yeah. than you would have had on the main five platforms, I feel like that at its base could be, because if you think about it, like OnlyFans, that could be a private Oh, community. hugely. Yeah, I would say that too. That's not necessarily like a, it's just different than what we're thinking of yeah. as. Yeah. So I think anything that involves this like, entering a space whether that's like a a um liminal space like a live like it's not there forever but in the moment it's there mm -hmm. or a maybe I think more like an ephemeral space actually mm -hmm. but um that or a permanent space like a like a closed community like a discord the more traditional kind of like closed groups a facebook group even counts like a linkedin group counts like mm -hmm. a membership group counts yeah. stuff like so that like um, mighty networks like latasha's yes um even like the community elements of like if you take a course online and you like join the platform like teachable or whatever yeah like those are spaces that i would consider closed groups and i think that the hallmark of an effective or like true closed group group is that added element of two-way communication like yeah. if there's actually it's not a group unless you're actually like connecting around something or talking about something similar yeah. so i backed up on that because i think it's important to say that like the value of that is that you're in discussion or like in yeah even not even in discussion you're in like joint it's like your third thing. Well, Do you know what I mean? Like your mutual watch. Social aspect of it all. Yeah, then it's actually social. You're breaking the fourth wall, and now you're having a real relationship yeah. with this person that before was just observed yeah. on another platform. Yeah. And so, to the question of measurement, I think what's interesting is social is headed this way, whether people are aware of this or not. And for those who naturally make the jump in this direction, the goal situation of it all, like what are we trying to do here, and Thus, how do you measure what we're trying to do here? I think is really natural. Like there's no question around it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I'm like a Twitch streamer and I want people to join my Discord because I want them to A, be like loyal to me and also I'm trying to make money. So like right. I'm, you exactly. know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, my goal is numbers and goal is dollars, mm -hmm. whatever. That's like a clear trajectory. And you did probably didn't make the decision to have these closed groups or whatever without having that objective in mind because right. This is like a solution to a, a lot of people's like problem or sort of prop like the the thing they want to do on social like yeah. oh okay i have a um i am a podcaster and i really want my audience to like 
come into a closed space so that I can like put those discount codes from my sponsors in a, in a more direct space and like give yeah. them information more easily and make them feel really heard so that they like want their friends to listen, whatever. Yep. So I'm going to create a closed group. Yeah, exactly. Which is not true. I think of, I don't think social as, as it stands now has that set up. Like, yeah. like, especially with the like point blank, the people that we work with or that come to us to work with us, they are sort of in this place where they're like, well, we, we need to be on social. So, and then they come up with the goals for social after that. It's like, well, we need to be on social. So if we're going to be there, then yeah, let's do Legion or yeah, let's do thought leadership. Yeah. So when I think about measuring closed groups, I'm kind of less scared about that because I'm like, well, it's got a natural purpose anyway. So maybe that means the goals and KPIs are going to be easier, but it's also scarier because the idea of bringing closed groups to a conversation around social as we know it, which is like in client service roles, like I don't know how much re-education we're going to have to do. You know what? I have a lot to say here. This is what I really think. There's going to come a time Right now we're in the space where if a client came to us and said, we're interested in having a Discord community or a, you know, a LinkedIn group for our members or something like that, that would be a little bit forward thinking of them right? to be doing, yeah. right? That would Definitely. be like, and we would consider that a cool opportunity because we would be like, hey, here's a forward thinking brand organization who's down to like head in this new direction. It is not the norm because we still get people who come to us every day looking for traditional social media management. Yeah content creation and dissemination on traditional social platforms. Yeah. There will come a time, I think very soon, where that is not the norm anymore and the closed groups is the norm. And what do we know about brands and organizations when the social kind of trends and environment changes? When they figure out that they need to, they just need to do it just to keep up, they will do it, but without any direction, which is why they come to people like us to say, back circling back to this thing I just said, we know we need to be on social, and then we have to be like what are your goals and they're like we don't know so then we're like what are your business goals and then they tell us and then we say great so then here's three social media goals but that is all like we have to tell them how to do it so my whole thing around this is i just am very curious about how much kind of like i i feel like more than ever we have to do a ton of education around why this is important and why it matters Mm -hmm. and that is challenging to do when the when you don't have the common ground of like data or goals or metrics to like speak against you know which That's is so true. what I'm worried about, I think. Because we could say to them, like, I mean, Discord has great analytics. Like, you can say, like, here's your, like, average, like, members, like, you, like use time and, like, where they're yeah. spending the most yeah. uh, amount of, you know, minutes and how many messages are being sent every month and where that activity is taking place. But if, like, we've set all this up with a client or something that's, like, I, th- I, think, I think we need to have this closed membership group, but I'm not really sure what right. the value is, like, it's a, it's a, I feel like it's a bigger jump than being like, oh, you have 3,000 followers on your LinkedIn, which they understand now is like, good. They're like, oh, great. So people are listening to us. It's very different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm well, shutting up. Someone I else say something. I think that with, uh, sorry, with closed platforms, getting somebody, like we, we always tell clients, getting anybody off of social, some platforms more so than others, like yeah. TikTok and Instagram is very hard unless there's a direct link. Um, and even then, hard to get them off the platform. So if you have somebody that's willing to know you in your public sphere enough to buy into your brand, to come into your private space, you're already doing half the work. So it's almost like the goal is kind of shifting than what we even approach a social strategy with, or like I'm talking about strategy and measurement here. Um, 
but it's kind of interesting because it's like really what what is the goal then once they're in that that closed group because you still might be selling them but it's less of a sales because they're your friends at that point they're so bought in that they're like here for the insider stuff the stuff you can't get elsewhere like i think of patreon um but at that point like i almost feel like the way we're thinking of measurement just is totally different yeah like it's it's, it's, measurement isn't what it is like we're looking we talked about engagement rate yes we could find a different way to measure an engagement rate through a closed group but like what measurements matter because your goals are totally different with that that audience and honestly like the it's actually not the metrics that much matter at that point it's the actual like stuff that's happening in there which you can measure for sure but like I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's it's way more living and breathing yes. yeah. than current social. It's way more about like the the un, the intangible of yeah. of it all. You know, but we're but we're contracted employees a lot of the time, or like yeah. whatever. We're not actually employees. We're fucking contractors. Um, so we have to constantly like put an ROI on what the work we do. Exactly, and so yeah. like I'm I have that's an interesting discussion like what is the ROI on that if yeah. if not to just say it's good that you have this which right. is sort of I think this the like trap of talking about organic social today is like well you have to have it it's like yeah that doesn't tell you anything well I think it just goes think of it how in the same terms of TikTok when TikTok first came out brands weren't sure about it because it was a dancing app to everybody then people started to be realize oh this is a real thing then brands started to come on to it in a terrible way oh to your God. point just coming on with no direction no strategy no guidance and then just throwing shit at the wall some of it worked some of it really didn't work and it faded out quickly and now we're in a space where like brands are kind of trained so if you are on there it's very obvious if you don't know what you're doing yeah and it's obvious if you do um so i feel like it will just be very like big shift and i think to your point earlier page about businesses being like should i be on here shouldn't i be it's probably best to get this stuff set up now so that when it really becomes a big um trend that people aren't left having to build their entire community from scratch and Mm -hmm. then hoping that they get up on the trend so i feel like it's good to be ahead of it now but what's the goal what's the like what are you trying to do with those people? Does it make sense for everybody? That's the point I was going to get to earlier. I was just going to say not that. every brand needs to be on TikTok. Right. So figure out yeah. if you need to be in that space and then go, but don't go just because it's a trend, you know? I have the Adderall jitters right now, but I think that, <laughs> not sitting still. Stand up and do a little. I really need to run a lap. I, I was just thinking that, which is that I feel like, um, I feel like one way our job has changed and will continue to change over the next couple of years is that we are in, I feel like we say no to things more than we may have ever said no to things because there is such a thing as oversaturation now. And like, yeah. I don't like, there are so, there used to be a time where it was like, you could be on all social platforms and it wasn't that crazy. Yeah. It was like Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, mm-hmm. you know, now when brands are like, where should we be? Like nine times out of 10, it's like, well, not here, not there and not here as well, but you could be in, you know, these core spaces or whatever. So, which I think is a really good change for our industry. And, and I know for us, like that makes me feel less overwhelmed by like what yeah. we do because there's no world in which like the spray and pray approach works anymore like you first of all you can't be in every location anymore like that's not real yeah, especially right. with like decentralized social media mastodon like you it's not this if you want to be serious about like being in every space that's not happening yeah. um and it doesn't help you to be in every space um so to that end i think like this is one of those things where it's like i don't think the future of social media is going to be accessible to every brand and organization i'm not even sure that most brands and organizations will need to have if, if organic social completely changes and it goes to these like closed spaces, like there is going to be people who it doesn't make any sense for them to have that. Yeah. Um, 
and I guess somebody, some other social firm would probably make the case that they could and figure out a way to like make it work. But I think the one thing that, that <laughs> the one thing that hallmarks this style, this future style of social from the current is that there is no room for bullshit. There's no room for bullshit. It's identifiable so easily now because yeah. if you do put the bullshit out there, it's people are going to know, especially younger generations. They're, I mean, <laughs> think about when the millennial pause came out. This is kind of random, but it's relevant in the way of like, when the younger generation identified something that was like a flaw in the content creation of older yeah. generations, now it's all I think about. It's not even just the, it's like what you say when you first start talking. Yeah. It's like, I think about that stuff because it's like, oh, this is a, this is a, an upgrade mm -hmm. in what we were doing before. And now we're being called out on it and we mm -hmm. got to like do better. Yeah. And so to that, to that point, it's on a much bigger scale, like your bullshit's going to be called out. Yeah, nobody's going to perform with your content. You might even be bullied a little for well, it. Let's yeah, no, 100%. so serious. <laughs> you will. Being so fucking for real, there are some brands and organizations, not our clients, but there are some out there whose entire social strategy is fluff and BS. Like, they're not saying anything of significance. And I'm the bigger these organizations are, the more likely that is true. Yeah. Because they can't say a whole lot yeah. without, you know, having to deal with, like, some implication or repercussion on that, which right, is yeah. fine. That's, that's fine. But... Mm -hmm. That works here because this is the old way of doing things, and I think it, you can get away with it still, you know? Yeah. But I just don't think you're going to be able to get away with it in the, like, if you are dead ass about building relationships with people, you are not going to be able to build a relationship on, like, niceties and yeah. placation and stupid high-level quotes and holidays that you're posting. Like, who cares? Yeah. I'm not joining a space where that's all I'm going to see. Like, it's just not happening. Yep. So that's going to weed out a lot, a lot, a lot of social strategies that are not going to be able to make the jump as is, yeah. which is kind of cool because that means I guess that's like a place we could move in on and like figure out how to make that happen. Yeah. But like it's just not going to work. Yeah. But I worry. This is not a worry. Let me take that back. I feel like we as a team are one foot in, out the door on the way that social is currently done. And that's really hard to be that way when a lot of the work that comes to our table is still in that traditional space. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Because we just had this conversation this morning, like at the end of the day, like what we do, we first of all, we do a ton of hands-on management for clients. It's super tactical, which is an easy space to forget that we are also really, really, really at the base of what we do, strategic. Like, mm -hmm. And so, and sometimes then we're called to give a strategic response to a client and it's like, oh wait, I forgot that we can like make a huge call here and say like, that's not how we would do that. Or like, yeah. here's why we shouldn't do that. And it would be a disservice to them if we didn't take those, yeah. you know, yeah. opportunities yeah, to say those. But it's hard because it's hard when you know you're being strategic, but it's not, it maybe doesn't seem that way because it's like the double-edged sword of it all. Like we know what we're talking about. So when we talk right. strategy, it might be something that you're not, you a client or you a, someone who's not in social all the time is not used to, right. you know what I mean? Or you hear and you're like, I don't think other people are doing that. It's like, right, that's, yes. Yeah, it's time to, and no, nobody else is doing it. So, yeah. excuse me. So you gotta be the first. Yeah. Um, also, it's annoying when that happens because it always comes back around, like TikTok. Mm -hmm. We're like harking on TikTok before anybody wants to even sniff in its direction from client, like, mm -hmm. you know, which is understandable because their their perception of it was different. But now it's like, yeah. We need to be on TikTok immediately. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Well, yeah. we've even had clients come back around now that have said, like, we tried to get them on TikTok. Then they see that obviously there's things that go into that. Like, you have to have um, the ability to put out, make as much content that it requires. Mm -hmm. And then 
so we try it and then they you know it dwindles off because they are so stuck in this like past of social media like yeah. not making videos but just hoping that the graphic is enough or like putting out the same graphic in a different with different text every month is this like you can't do that anymore so then we get pushback then they come back because somebody recently will trickle in the ear about TikTok, and they'll be like oh we should try that then they'll come to us and be like oh i want to do this and we're like do you remember we tried but it, it takes some of like it takes more mm -hmm. than that like it takes a whole perspective shift yeah. on the approach to social you can't just like call up your social manager and be like go because ultimately you're going to come across things like oh, I have to batch content. Oh, I have to, we have to like put stuff out there that might not be like usually what we put out there in terms of like trending sounds. Like mm -hmm. there's risks that you have to take. Mm -hmm. You're going to get uncomfortable in terms of like, not legally, but I'm sure that there's legal teams that have, have said yes clearly to some TikTok trends in the past year where before they wouldn't have ever had to For sure. approve something like that. For yeah. sure. So there's, I can, I'm really going down a hole here, but no, it's true. All of it to say it's, it takes risks. It's vulnerable but it sounds much sexier it's it's hard to do you just have to shift your perspective like yeah it's sexy to be like oh let's just go on there let's make a viral video in four months mm -hmm. oh <laughs> good luck <laughs> but that's very not good luck that it does you know like uh, how do we I don't know get if I a viral sense, video <laughs> um don't ever show me don't ever show me a strategy that says and in the first corner we're gonna have four viral videos <laughs> oh my goodness Babies, dream on. Or don't dream on and be us and actually have four viral videos in the first quarter. Well, no, we probably had one. Yeah, that's not our goal. No, it, if it was the goal. And there's a fucking strategy. If it was the goal, it wouldn't have happened. You know no. I mean? Don't you know the rule? If you take an umbrella, it won't rain. And if you don't take an umbrella, it will rain. You have to reverse psychology the shit out of the universe. Wait, you know what? That wraps up this whole segment down to closed communities, closed groups, the future of social. Period. If you take an umbrella. It's not, is that, does that work actually? Let's think about that. No, because we want them to take an umbrella, but no, they should take an umbrella so it doesn't rain, aka so that they don't get caught red effing handed. Yeah. I, I was going to say something much more vulgar. somewhere. It made sense to me. Same. Well, yeah, <laughs> like they, like, wow. they should prepare now for later so that they don't get. Always take you know. your umbrella just in case, even if it's not raining, because in the future it could rain. And, <laughs> and your umbrella is me and Raya and Michaela telling you what to do. But we're like the dollar. cute, clear kind that you can see through the top. That's the kind of umbrella. Um, I like it. I'm so sorry to the listeners and I'm sorry to Raya, but I think you should model our new uniform. I want to talk about it. Raya's wearing, you where's your, where's your, um, the nice. last element? So we decided, yeah. it was sort of Raya mostly, <laughs> but we were talking about it. We decided, absolute vibes. We decided that when we go on content shoots, which okay. we go on content shoots a lot and they're long days, they're like eight hour days usually. And we're shooting, you know, especially when it's video, we're shooting like 40 to 60 pieces of content at a time. And we decided that um, if we're gonna do that, we should really do it in style. So this is our new uniform, um, absolute vibes. The fanny pack is for all of our gear. Um, the utility suit is for ease of function, deep pockets. Um, we will all match. We all have the same one. Uh, we're getting. We're gonna try to get some patches. You know what I mean? To patch them up, make them cute. Um, and ultimately, it's it's serving Ghostbusters, but social media. So I just really feel proud of that decision that we made. Now, when our next content shoot happens, oh. surely someone's gonna forget some element of the uniforms, or we're not gonna get our picture. Fired. I will fire you. I will fire myself because we all know who it would be. Me. Yeah, fire you. <laughs> Are you kidding? It's always me. Who's always late? Me. Who's always forgetting something? 
me. Stop it. You would yell at me if I was doing this to myself right now. I'll yeah, say I good mean, things. I, I'll say good things about myself ahead. too. Who's always um, answering the emails that are mean? Me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. Who, After hours. <laughs> who makes sure everyone gets paid? Me. That's true. <laughs> who Period. is the lighting, shining, wonderful brightness of our universe? You. Oh, Paige. You guys. <laughs> That wasn't planted, just to be clear. I, I have another segment idea that. if yeah. we feel complete with this one or if Ready. we give our last thoughts. So for our next segment, um, one of the biggest themes for us, I feel like recently, and what I'm so proud of us for as a team, is that we have really been deciding what is our lane and what lane we need to stay in and then just delegating out what we haven't. So I want to shout out to newer mm. contractors to our space and why they have been so helpful. Well, one is very much starting out. The other we've been in process with for about two weeks now. Uh, one is our video editor. Shout out to Shane. Shane. Oh, Shane. Bringing him on to help edit um, like client content, you know, like the long form content that comes through that needs to be clipped down or just like general social first videos that we need to clip for the content calendar. Delegating that to an, a video editor it's been the greatest move of my life for us. I feel like I'm just like not in the weeds as much anymore with the editing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. grateful for that. Does anybody have anything to say about how that's felt for them? Do you guys have any feeling received with? 100%. I feel like it's yeah. made things so much more easy. It, like just to look at things in a broader sense. Yeah. And it's just, it's less time consuming for us. And, you know, he's great at it. We love our Virgo video editing king. And just listen, another reminder that just because we can do something doesn't mean we have to. Yeah. And so there's that. And then the other thing, which I'm very excited to share about what this um, looks Ooh, like for us as we It's a hard on. process, this one. It's a very hard process, but a project manager. We, I don't remember how the topic even came up, but something happened that we were like, hmm, we don't need another one of us, but we need somebody to come in and help organize the, the processes, the onboarding, like not making us reinvent the wheel every time we get a new client coming on board. So our project manager is going to be starting this week. And yeah, it's just something we haven't had yet. Dude, and I know that we need it because to onboard her has been like the biggest lift of my life. Like for some reason, mentally, it's been a real challenge to figure out how to, this is the whole reason we need one, right? Like everything's in our brains or partially written down yep. or not written down per se, but documented in one way or the other, like a process we have done before. We can go back and like pull like the email threads or whatever, but nobody's ever like written down the document of like, here's the SOP about why this happened. Like right. we've tried that, but we always, I mean, we have shit to do. So it just falls to the bottom of the plate. Totally. It, but it also makes onboarding contractors really hard. So it's been ironic to onboard a contractor who is supposed to be helping with us onboarding contractors because I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. This is like a disaster. Can you onboard yourself? Like, I don't know what's happening here. Yeah. But I'm really excited to see what it does for like our productivity levels in terms of, I don't know, like just not getting stuck on stuff that isn't because we're so good at what we do and when it's like what we're doing, but it's the process C things that I think. Yeah. And, and I take full fault on that one too sometimes, like, like especially like the process of hiring a client or hiring a contractor is very manual for us. Yeah. And it's secondary to like making sure deadlines are met for clients and stuff. So like if it were like three clicks, it'd be one thing, but it's never that. It's like, you know, custom proposals and yeah. custom contract writing and yeah. making sure they're onboarded into all of our backend systems and then ensuring all that works and like all this stuff that usually I have to sort of be the last like click on too. And so like, 
those are the things that like keep me up at night for sure. They're the things that like wake me up at two in the morning. And I'm like, oh my God, I forgot to yeah. send that update or tell someone that thing. And then I get stressed out. We don't need that anymore, I guess. <laughs> Hi. Um, the TV just went off. I'm going to get it back up. The, yeah. So anyway, I'm really looking forward to that process, but I also know that like I have been, it's been hard for me. So, you know. Well, I love that you can recognize that and acknowledge yeah. that. That's it's a hard. badass it's thing really, to really do. Hard. But I'm really excited for you to experience that lift off of your shoulder and too. experience a lot less stress. Thank you guys so much for I hope that, that that's an easeful transition. Me too. I, I think it will be, especially once we get underway, which is cool. Yeah. Um, I feel like, can I just present something? I feel like we're our businesses and I mean, it's not, but it, I, I feel like I'm, I'm happy to talk about this publicly. It's like in a real time of transition. Yeah. Do you guys is. feel that way? Yeah. Is that just totally. me? I do. I feel that way in many, many facets. Um, client-wise, energetically. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of clients who I think are not going to be clients for the whole year, not yeah. by any fault of anyone's. I think there's projects that are going to conclude. Um, I think we've had clients that have changed priorities a little bit in the last yeah. year or so. Mm -hmm. um, new clients who have come our way, mm -hmm. clients who have come to us. And I think a big change is that I don't, I don't know that I don't know that like we always no I cannot speak for the royal we I can only speak for myself I when you start a business you say yes to everything that comes along because it makes sense right it's mm -hmm. like yeah 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 I can do that mm -hmm. and Karen, you've only started this business back in 2020 let's presence <laughs> yeah so we're May will be three years of Kylie social such a baby wow and look at all we've done crazy seriously it's amazing to look you've at. done you started it so nice. Um, yeah, but you don't know what to say no to and what not to say no to. And then yeah. all of a sudden you hit a point where you're like, oh my God, we can be discretionary. Like we mm -hmm. don't have to say yes to every project and we don't have to do all of these things. And we, and that's, that's not a scarcity mindset to be that way. That's like actually a very um, fruitful mindset to be in. Yeah, That's been a real huge change for my brain and has resulted in me thinking really differently about how we how we do business, like just in a good way, I think. But it also makes yeah. me look at everything that's on our plate now and being like, okay, how do we optimize this to make this make sense? Yeah. I think that it comes from, it's no, um, it's not like it's random that this is happening, the mm -hmm. shift. It, we've did a lot of looking last year at like, who are we currently working with? Who, who aligns with where we're going? Like we have done a lot of, internal shifting and deciding what we do and do not want to do and so the more clear we get on that and the more we put it out into the universe and get super sure about it obviously things are going to change then i one of the biggest um impressionable pieces of advice i ever learned in therapy was that relationships can serve you at one point in your life and then not in another point in your life mm -hmm. and that's to the fault of nobody but people change and they mm -hmm. shift and they morph and so things and relationships don't serve people the same as they did in the beginning that goes the same for clients. And right now we're shifting. So it's not like even like a nothing is wrong or bad or or anything when it comes to things like this. It just shows major growth. Yeah. And yep. <laughs> I'm excited because I feel like we're also thinking about what speaking of how the industry is changing and how our jobs are changing. We're not like waiting for that to happen to change right. what we want to do, I don't think. And I think that this is scary to say because I think it's a lot of people's default place to start like if you're listening and you're like you work in social or you're talking about working in social or you're thinking about working in social like the obvious answer is management like you come in and you are the social team for somebody 
you know, and that can look like a lot of things. You're also the video editor. You're also the graphic designer yeah. or, or you're not, or you're just like plugging posts in and writing copy, whatever, but like some form of management. And we are, frankly, we're having a lot of conversations about how we do other work that is beyond just management. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm being very careful to not say not doing management yeah. because I don't think that's what we're saying, but I do think we're really looking at other ways of like, Point blank, making a, making money for ourselves, like the, this team making money without the the trade of services being time, time, energy, yeah, uh, mental, more hours than we have, mental capacity. Yeah, mm-hmm. you said something that made me think of something else that you said. Oh, that we're not waiting for the change to yeah. happen. That made me think of something. It's just been a very overall theme for us, and that you just said it something you just said really clicked it in my head was like, it's very easy in life and this can go for whatever you're taking it as right now. If you're applying it to your freelancing, if you're applying it to your job, this can go for your life, literally anything. If you wait for change to come, that is an easy route to take and then eventually change will come and it'll force you into something different. Um, But that is always gonna make things harder for you. Yeah, Things have happened in the past two weeks that have given us perspective on like it would have been easy for me in my past life to wait and stay until things changed because that would have been easier. And then it would have left me in a very bad spot today. Like it would have made me on my pathway a little too long and then I wouldn't be where I am today. So like moral of the story, don't wait for things to change. If you start to feel a shift inside of you or you're craving a change, listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. If you wait for change to happen, you're just shying away from growth of any kind, Mm -hmm. whether that's in your life, with a client, with a project, with a new thing, whatever. So that's that's my two cents because I think we wouldn't be where we are today with this business and as people if it wasn't for n- not waiting for change and just seeking the change as we needed it. Yeah. Because that's why we're here today. I've had that reminder very put in my face the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that is very astute. Um, and I think it's good advice across your life. Mm-hmm. I also think... I heard someone say recently, like, if you're feeling uncomfortable that you're being called for growth, but um, the discomfort is what keeps a lot of people from making that leap, which I can really resonate with. I am so a complacent kind of person, like not complacent, but like, I I don't like to rock the boat. I hate to rock the boat, actually. I've spent 28 years not rocking the boat. I'm working on this in therapy, too. Like, that is a choice you can make, but like, what I am learning is like the rent comes, I can't stop saying this, like the rent comes due. Like you have to pay up eventually for the, for the, to, to, to remove your own agency and just try not to be like the, like not make a wave, not ruffle a feather, not um, be the, be like the driving force behind a change in your own life. Like that's a defense mechanism and it works for a while, but eventually like you will start to pay the repercussions for that. And I've been learning that really directly, like just in your face kind of learning. Um, And it reminds me of business because you have two choices all the time, which is to be a yes man or not. And sometimes it makes sense to say yes and move on and not to like, you know, just keep it, keep it moving. Other times, like you hit a fork in the road with relationships or with um, what, like how you work, how you want to do things, like the decisions you're going to make. And you have to, you just have to come correct with yourself and like figure that out because yes. 
I, I am learning that like the only times where something happens and I'm like, how did this, how did we get like business wise? Well, like, you know, yeah. if there's like tension from, from a project or there's something that's not going super smoothly in terms of like a deliverable, whatever. I find that the, my first thought is how did this happen? And then my second thought is because there was a flag that I was, I incorrectly weighed as being something to let go and not press on or not be concerned about. So all this to say, like, I think there's this whole other thing of like, it's not even about trusting your gut. It's about like listening to yourself. Like, and when I say yourself, I mean like when we do things as a team, like what, like listening to ourselves as a team, like what actually makes sense. And which is why I'm excited. Cause I feel like the, the new, to bring this back around the new thinking we have around like the ways that we can serve customers and clients and stuff is really exciting to me. Like we can give you all of our brain power and all of our strategy and we can do it in really interesting ways. And we're talking a lot about this like training idea and we're mm-hmm. like, you know, really trying to like push that forward, which we have to finish the website today, but also, um, I'm excited by that because I feel like one thing that I really love doing and then I'll shut the hell up is I love to teach. You know what I mean? Like I love to like pass knowledge on to other people. And when you're in a, like a management role, you don't really do that because they don't want to know how to do those things. They exactly, want you to do yeah. them, which is cool and all, but like, I love to like be nerdy about that shit. And I love to be like, this is why this works. And yeah, clients, frankly, you want you to do it for them. Like they want to know that it's working and they want to know that they're not wasting their money on you. They don't want to know how the sausage is made. They just don't. So when we do things like think about training like teams about using social in their workplaces and we think about even our own like passive income streams of courses and things like that. Like, dude, little me loves that shit because yeah. I wanted to be a teacher. You know what I mean? Well, I wanted to be an astronaut, but I also wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> you know, well, there can only be so many astronauts. Speaking of talking our future into existence, you are going to be an adjunct professor at Temple University. That is just mm. something that's going to happen because that is in your stars. I can see it and you're meant to do it. And the owls would be lucky to have you. So I'm just putting that out there to call back to it when it happens. Thank you. Professor Knapp at your service. I would never go by Professor Knapp. I would just be Paige. <laughs> but um, yeah, Ooh, my dad My dad growing up was Coach K. So maybe oh. I could be Coach K, Ooh. even though professors are not Professor coaches. PK. Yeah, I, everybody everybody come correct and just start calling me PK again because I like well, when people like do it. that and no one does. I like that too a lot. I am. Um, crazy crazy theater director may she rest in peace in high school we everybody called her pk because her name was pat cowder and so that's like a huge oh geez I, a big, i'm the resurrection that's good though <laughs> Every, everybody needs some pk energy <laughs> for real i couldn't agree more this woman was crazy um, given look i'm even strapped guys. shots before opening night Ooh. i can see that now because she's dead it's crazy she literally uh, gave us shots she gave i'm so sorry us i just have a crazy story to shout about pk shots like of alcohol um yeah one of the seniors was having stage fright and she was the lead in the play and uh, she had some opening, opening night, she was said well, she knew that this person had said medicine in their own dressing room. And she said, whatever you need to do, go do it. Opening <gasps> night is in five minutes. So Captain Hook went into her dressing room and she came out ready Wavy. to play. <laughs> Love Pat Cowder. Rest Word. in peace. PK, <laughs> that's what your new name is. Rip. I will happily assume the new. And by new name, I mean, I know that's your actual name, but we're going to call it. It is. It's again. actually, it is my legal binding name. And I think everyone should respect that. So. <laughs> respect on her check. Thank you. Anyway, TLDR, we're like going to have like a really good rest of our year. We are. Yes, we are. Things are going to be really different. Also, Michaela, eight episodes, right? That means we've been podcasting Wait, yeah. for eight months. Crazy. Is that Dude. true? When did we start? 
Why wouldn't it be true? We do once a we month. We did have we did two have episodes. two episodes in one month, so seven months, right? Yeah. Still. Still. Jeez. Look at us being consistent. Look at us. And we still don't have a promotional plan for this John together. <laughs> <laughs> Clips to come. Don't worry. God bless Ananya who creates us content to promote oh this every week. And I and we don't do it's it. So Sorry, good. Anya. I know, but this is what the project manager is for. Yeah. That's so why we we're doing this. Lessen up loosen up our time yeah. doing the stuff that also self serves us. Anyway, so you don't need to hear this ASMR. audience. Back to the ASMR. <laughs> That's um, my secret dream is to be an ASMR YouTuber. Why does that need to be a secret dream? You can be doing that now. Oh, because it's don't tell people about it. I don't know. No, I because then they would find it. And then that's worse if you do it, but you're not proud. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that way is worse. worse. So true. And there's already enough of me on the internet, on YouTube, that people don't need to see. So that sounded really, it doesn't sound mean? like what okay. it means. Oh, there are lots of YouTube channels that I was a part of at one point or another that I literally will go to my grave and none of you, none of you will ever see them. But they're still there. Big T. You can't search it. You can't just Big Google my name. Tea. But just so you know. It's out there. <laughs> I actually do resonate with that. I used to make hella YouTube videos See? as a kid. Yeah, same. Some secrets like should just die with YouTube. Um, real big fan of American Girl dolls and Zuzu pets. Zuzu pets. All right. I made movies. Okay. I love yeah. that. So you gotta know. Same. I'm not telling you anything else. See, you I did know. Too. Oh yeah. That's not what still exists. Oh, there actually is one short film still on the internet. Oh. From it was a school project. Okay, cool. That okay. I'm not in. I think I just directed it. But that's so cool. That's sick. We entered Direct it into a competition and we fully lost. So why it's still out there um my um being asked to prom is on youtube it has a lot of views Maybe i don't think anyone's it seen this. it okay coming from two people that okay coming from one person that religiously watches your wedding video <laughs> do you think that i don't want to see your proposal video it's not cute it's not cute i we could not look it. more like a country bumpkin number one second of all it's set to the sweet sounds of carly ray jepson's call me maybe <laughs> it's iconic okay. my sister filmed it that's iconic. Uh, well, if you know, for an off the pod story, how my prom actually went down, that really makes the video lots less romantic in the end. So um, that's an that's that's an after hours podcast story. Oh my goodness. Wow, it's good tea. It's really good. Tea. I need to hear that. We'll about <gasps> Should we do that? We should do after hours podcast yeah. stories in the Discord. Yeah, if you're not in our Discord, like what are you doing? I know we're at like 40 minutes here on this podcast, this but podcast join the is sponsored by the Discord. social. So social discord yep Community. join it's free there's a lot of good stuff in there people post jobs if you like are trying to get a job in social yeah, there's like actual help but we also we talk about other stuff we do mm -hmm. and there's more to come we're playing D D soon i forget the date on that only a niche crowd will be interested in that but i'm interested so anyway join the discord we'll put the link in the episode description um Anything else anyone wants to say? Because someone just needs to shut me up. I'm red. We're gonna be up. putting out a you bonus episode after this, and oh, yeah. it's gonna be um, a meditation for social media managers, written by ChatGPT. It is good. NSFW because of the language, and it's funny and it's fun. So go listen to that. Thank you, Michaela. Would you like to say anything? Do you have any words of wisdom to give? What's been rocking in your life? Any mm. jokes you heard recently you'd like to share? Let's think. You know what? I will say, this is not even what you just asked, but I will <laughs> give you something. <laughs> Please. Watch Cocaine Bear if oh. you're trying to, like, lighten up yeah. your life. You <laughs> like, movies to see it this Opening weekend? night, yeah. You are a movie gal. Yeah, you love a movie. <laughs> love, MC, sponsor you love a movie. Love Do you have a movie pass? Movies. You should get the movie pass. No, I should, though. It's like nine ninety nine. should. Yeah, you need it. I love going to the movies. That's, like, my fave. Um, you need it. But other than that, guys, get some sleep. Get some oh. quality sleep. Yes. Because I am today. I'm tired and I wish I got some sleep, so take my advice. 
I love but, that. Yeah. Hit the Z. Prioritize sleep, man. So go sleep. Measure your closed communities. Be authentic to yourself. Don't wait for change. And um, start an ASMR YouTube channel. Have a wonderful day. Yay. Love you. Bye. Ya. Bye. Okay. Oh.